Pretty Dece, Pretty Dece, here we go. Facebook.com slash Pretty Show. It's time to geek out with Josh, your host. What's going on, everybody? I'm Josh Meek, the Uber Geek. Thank you very much for joining me here on Pretty Dece, your daily entertainment and pop culture podcast. Rick and Morty Season 3 ended recently, and overall I think the season was, was really good, but one of the things that they opened the season with, a joke that they opened the season with, has has kind of uh, come into a life of its own and has kind of turned very dark recently, so I want, I want to talk about that. And that joke is the Szechuan sauce joke. So if you don't know, in the, in the season opener to Rick and Morty, uh, there was there was essentially a joke that uh, the only thing that Rick cared about was Szechuan sauce, and they go back into a recreation of a moment from Rick's past, and he takes that opportunity to go through a McDonald's drive-through and get the sauce, which the sauce was was created as a promotional. Um, item for McDonald's for the Mulan movie when that was out. So uh, it, it was this like kind of weird little like one-off bit in the in the show. And the whole point in the show was that you know Rick wasn't doing these things because of family or because of any kind of deep caring about anything. He was doing things because nothing matters because he just does dumb things. He does crazy things, and it was kind of showing you how uncaring and how much not a person Rick actually was but of course fans of the show took that a little too far and for some reason Szechuan sauce became this uh, big stupid thing that everyone was suddenly into so McDonald's hearing that people were interested in, in something that they had done because things are not going well for McDonald's either uh, got really into this as well so they reissued Szechuan sauce sent out a couple bottles to Justin Roiland the creator of Rick and Morty and I believe a fan got a, got a bottle. And now, this past week, they released one day only, uh, very, very limited quantities, Szechuan sauce that you could get in actual McDonald's restaurants. So people freaked out for some reason. And this was so limited that some stores got like 20 packets. Some stores didn't get any. People lined up like crazy and, and started literal riots. There, there's videos online of people uh, inside of, of McDonald's uh, just chanting, give us the sauce. It's extremely sad and embarrassing for everyone involved. Um, so much so that like Justin Roiland had to come out on Twitter and say, like, FYI, we didn't have anything to do with this McDonald's stuff. Um, they did it all. Please be cool to the employees. It's not their fault. Can you imagine being a McDonald's employee going in, not knowing anything about, like, Rick and Morty or stupid Szechuan sauce, and then having a sea of, of, of teenagers and, and preteens and 20-somethings in your lobby screaming, give us the sauce. That's not... That's not how we should be treating these people. That's terrible. Uh, so the, the joke went too far. Everyone involved went too far because, you know, McDonald's had to jump on this thing when it was really just a joke about about ridiculousness. It was a joke about how it doesn't matter that it's about Szechuan sauce. It's just the fact that it's not about anything meaningful. And McDonald's ran with that because, of course, you know, it's 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 2017 and it's Twitter and brands talking to brands is a thing that we all have to live through now and it turned into this weird ridiculous stupid promotional thing so 
I, long story short with all this, I, I don't want to see Rick and Morty become as it has, has seemingly become with all of this stuff. I don't want to see it become one of those things, one of those, one of those things that spawns a fandom that makes you not like the thing originally. You know, I'm sure you all have your own uh, version of that thing. Like Family Guy is a good one for me. Like the people who are like way into Family Guy make me not like Family Guy, and I don't want that to be Rick and Morty as well. I don't want the fans of Rick and Morty being like toxic idiot jerks to dissuade anyone from from watching Rick and Morty. I mean, it's they they're missing the point about Rick and Morty as a whole if they are acting the way that they are. So, long story short, don't be an idiot jerk, uh, especially if it's if it's in relating to a, a silly TV show that you like. And also, don't freak out about Szechuan sauce, people. It'll be fine. So it didn't take very long, but the Super Nintendo Classic has officially been hacked wide open. It was something that we speculated about when we found out that the SNES Classic was coming out. We found out that they were making a SNES Classic. We kind of were, were wondering here on the show whether it was going to be something that they had like worked a little bit harder to protect. Of course, the NES Classic was so easily hacked because they included a power port on it that was just USB that also carried data. So it was super simple to hook that thing up to your computer and run all kinds of code on it. Apparently it was not locked down whatsoever. It was it was very, very simple to, to bust open the inner workings of the NES Classic. And, um, you know, basically super quickly that thing was hacked wide open where you were able to put any ROM on it that you wanted um, and still use all of the built-in you know uh, console interface have all the fun little you know menu music and everything have your box art show up there were no protections in place basically to keep it from running games that weren't part of the original list as it was put on and when the Super Nintendo the SNES classic came out we found out that it worked exactly the same way. <laughs> so it still had that USB port that carried data. Uh, you're still able to hook it up. And now they finally uh, updated the hacking tool that was out for the NES Classic. And it runs exactly as you would expect on the Super Nintendo Classic. You can put every game that you want on the system and you use the normal menu UI. It shows you all your box art, everything just as the hacking did on the NES Classic. So definitely final confirmation that, that Nintendo didn't care whatsoever about any of that stuff. They're getting their money up front. If you want to void your warranty and install all kinds of weird, crazy software on it, run all kinds of stuff on it, no skin off their back. It doesn't matter. So, hey, uh, you know, awesome for those people out there that want a SNES Classic with every Super Nintendo game on it. Uh, and, you know, it, it feels good, at least as a consumer seeing this from afar, that, hey, N N Nintendo already got their money for it. So it's not like, you know, we're we're killing a platform or anything like that, as we saw with, with like the PSP, for example, when that became so easy to be hacked. Um, so we'll see if anything more interesting develops in terms of the SNES Mini hack. You know, some, some people did some interesting stuff with the NES Mini in terms of making it so you could run other games, like run, you know, your Genesis games 
or your Game Gear games, things like that. Uh, we'll see if anyone develops any kind of custom firmware, but for right now, it's really easy just to slot those games in uh, because essentially it's built on the exact same hardware, on the exact same infrastructure as the NES Classic. Uh, the, the little kind of guts of the machine are identical. So I, I'm, I'm sure that updating the hacking tool uh, was very simple, you know, as far as as far as hacking into consumer electronic devices go. So if that's something that you're interested in, it is out there and it is available. Unfortunately, the SNES Mini is still sold out everywhere, and I think the news of the hack becoming widely available will only serve to exacerbate that problem. Uh, so they they still are saying that before the holidays they will have more of these things in stock. Uh, I'm still looking to get one if I can can find one in stock anywhere, uh, but they're they're not there right now. And um, you know the kind of the workaround with the NES Classic uh, was to get the Famicom Mini, the Japanese version, because you could import it and it's still all the same. You know, like hacks and stuff worked on it as well. Uh, so the Famicom, the Super Famicom Mini. Uh, is is also very expensive, very hard to find right now. So you can't even import one of those uh, and kind of still have your hands on a device like this. So hopefully they continue to up production. I think that the demand, the desire for this thing is, is great, continues to grow, will be probably even more than the NES Classic because these games are actually very meaty, things you'd actually want to get your hands on. So hopefully we see more of them before holiday comes out. And when we do... You can hack it wide open.